0: Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing.
1: On the Range is brought to you by Vehicle Assurance.
2: And good morning. This is golfer Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I've got John Perla sitting next to me and Brad Barnes is taking care of us here in the ESPN studios. Good morning, boys. What's going on?
3: Just another beautiful day in uh, in the sun, ready to rock and roll. And uh, I can tell Meat's uh, kind of on fire today, so it's going to be a good show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we formatted the, the show like a round of golf, and the first segment is the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255. If you need some additional coverage, you need any sort of coverage on your on your car. No matter what the make, they've got it, so give those folks a call. Uh, we're skipping our social media for right now because – Nobody really cares. You guys are still reaching out to us. Uh, but we do want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Um, if you need any sort of uh, refinishing done in your house, inside, outside, their their casework, uh, their moldings and trim stuff that they do, it's just spectacular. You've got to call them. And, and besides the fact, they're terrific people. 314-805-2132. All right, Pearl. Brad Thompson interview this week, really a fun guy. The This guy, besides being a great dude, had some really cool, insightful things that we can share with people. And so I'm really excited for them to hear about this well, interview. Well,
3: the idea was to incorporate golf into whatever the different uh, uh, interviewees' kind of career and life was. And I thought you guys were just awesome with that. There's so many cool scenarios because of kind of, he was a— he wasn't a journeyman. He hit the pinnacle. But he kind of came up through it a funky way and just great stories. Oh, and
2: he tells about it. And I mean, how about his record in the minor leagues anyway? Yep. So you got to stay tuned for that. Um, um, we've got uh, the Masters next week. Holy smokes. Have you got a pick? Uh,
3: how can it not be Bryson DeChambeau? I, I mean, Jay, obviously you have to do everything at these majors to, to get it right. But if, if this guy's bombing it, and I know they've tightened Augusta up to 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 the degree yes. they can with the, with the rough and stuff. But that's the degree that they can. If this guy's bombing it, it's going to be a whole bunch of wedges.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting, John, what he said at uh, the players. Because clearly TPC Jacksonville is not a golf course for Bry- Bryson DeChambeau because it takes the driver out of your hand. It takes mm-hmm. uh, so many options away from you. And he said it's such a huge confidence builder to be able to compete and nearly win on a course that just would never, just does not suit my game at all. Well, when he's leading
3: what well, I, I don't know the stat exactly, but when he's leading par threes yeah. Okay, so everybody's talking about bombing it. That says to me, his iron play is pretty dang good too. Yeah, no doubt. The guy has it. That's why I, I'm such a fan. I just want to celebrate his genius and that he's playing out of the box and quit with all the doomsayers it's a lot of fun
2: i got a i got a feeling that jt's going to going to be right around there he um he had a tough go early in the year and he's, he came back and had a beautiful weekend he got uncancelled weekend. he uncancelled himself he, that's right and he had a beautiful weekend at the players and you know 64 68 and uh just you know it was
3: so fun to watch watch at the players and i'm with you i think he can absolutely do it and he did get that goofy social monkey off his, his back in a classy way which is who he is. Right. And I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. It's this year, the, the, the players was a blast to watch. The rest of the majors are are going to be a blast. We have so much great golf to watch this year. It's just, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, no kidding. And DJ, you know, defending champ, he's kind of had a few. He's kind of in a little, minor little valley. Still world number one and uh, um he he kind of was following his driver off a little bit. It's it's going to be great to to, to but see. He's, he's in he the mix. has to
3: feel great around Augusta because of his oh, win. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. He's going to be in the mix. It's just going to be spectacular. What's the what's the latest with people getting to go in there and watch it? It's a
2: it's a much smaller crowd. It's like one quarter of the tickets. Okay, so at least there's some, be some people. There's yeah. some stuff. It's going to be odd, but it's it was nice to see. This is what I why, why I really wanted to talk about the players. And I know it's been several weeks ago, but. There were fans there. Yeah, there were more than just a Florida baby. Yeah, I know. There There was more than just a, you know, a dot of fans over here and a dot over there. You you could see, and you know what, John? I've talked to the players, and and it's hard not having the fans here. Billy Andre talked about it last week. Yeah, it's hard not having the fans here. It's almost like, you know, we're not saving lives playing golf, but it really felt super irrelevant.
3: Yeah, and it shouldn't have because how important golf has been to the comeback for this country. But, yeah, it, they don't have stuff to feed off of. Now, they've also talked about some guys that aren't used to the fans have benefited because right. they don't have the same heat. Yeah, that's and, right. And and that scenario and all the noise and the people moving around. So it's kind of good for some and not so good for others yeah, in, that's in, right. in, in certain ways.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Boy, it's going to be... Um... Well it's always fun to watch the 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 majors and the masters is so special. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to activate again this year because the companies that i uh, and the folks that I take down there are we don't have uh, they don't have uh, we can't get in because of the oh, limited number of tickets next but year, man'll yeah absolutely yeah. it'll still be uh, it'll it'll be a blast to watch uh, that's gonna wrap up the uh, on the range segment, but uh, don't go anywhere we've got. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals World Series champ, Brad Thompson, coming on the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
4: Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delsing.
2: Wilson Pools Plus has been beautifying homes in the metro St. Louis area for over 30 years. They're a family-owned, full-service pool company. Whether you want to add a pool, landscaping, patios, or just have them service your existing pools, Wilson Pools Plus can handle any job. You can reach them at 314-421-1301 or if you're calling from the east side, 618-632-2386. You can also check them out on the web at wilsonpoolsplus.com.
1: Marcona Blind Sparks Company needs to recognize one of their own for reaching a career pinnacle that few even dare to aspire to. West Coast Vice President Jeff Diamond is a 45-year employee of Marcone and the most recognizable icon at any gathering of service industry professionals. With flowering silver hair and a matching personality, he has listened to, learned from, mentored, and entertained the most influential people in the appliance service industry. He's a road warrior, all right, whose perseverance and drive have earned him the friendship of hundreds and the respect of thousands. Well played, Jeff. Thanks for your dedication and tremendous attitude. It's great to be on your team. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America, and proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: I am delighted to welcome Marie Davila to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I'm sure you know where it is, but in case you don't, Marie de Villa is a landmark out in West St. Louis County. It's located on the corner of Clayton and Weidman Roads. It's also on 21 beautiful rolling acres right on the way out to Queenie Park. It's a country club-like atmosphere. It's iconic, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When my dad died and my mom decided she didn't want to live alone, Marie de Villa was the first place we called. When we pulled up, we were greeted at the front door by the owner, and he took us around on a tour of the facility. We learned that there are one, two, and three bedroom villas that you can live in, and there's also 24-hour care in the East, West, and the Waterford buildings. So Marie de Villa had everything that my mom wanted. One of the things that stood out in my mind as well was the way The family-owned business treats their guests. That's right. They refer to them as guests, but they treat them like family. So if you're in the process of trying to make a tough decision for this next part of life, you got to visit Marie de Villa. This is local. This is family. And this is St. Louis. This is Marie de Villa. Come be our guest.
5: When things come out of left field, having a game plan makes all the difference. Luckily, Farmers Insurance has been helping people cover their bases for more than 90 years, and they can help you too. Talk to Farmers agent Ed Fogelbach today to see if you have the coverage you want for whatever curveballs may come your way. Call 314-398-0101. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. Bum,
0: bum, 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 bum.
2: After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club again without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and I was, when I was ready, one of their specially trained KVS certified physical therapists put me on the 3D motion capture system. Man, it was awesome. They evaluated my posture, my alignment, and the efficiencies of my swing. They gave me more golf-specific exercises to help me make my swing better. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for a special discount. Your therapy,
1: our passion.
0: Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic
2: back. This is golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here, and we are going to the segment we call the front nine. It's brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Ascension is a rock star St. Louis company that is just uh, they're they're hosting a PGA Tour Champions event for at least four years at Norwood Hills this September. The best Champions Tour players: Ernie Yells, Phil Mickelson, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk. Oh my gosh, the list goes on. Mike Weir. It's just awesome. Th- yep, it's going to awesome. be a blast. So so. Um, yeah, we got to do that. And I want to give a tip of the cap shout out. Uh, and that's brought to you by Dean Team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303 to all of the golf superintendents. Probably this is a great call. All of the golf superintendents around the country here in town, St. Louis, everywhere that we're, we fought through a tough winter. whether they're cold or not, they're always tough. And these guys are working their butts off to get the golf courses in shape for us to go play.
3: They're teams, right? Not just the superintendent, their whole team. This is manual labor. This is a time when we don't get to see a lot of it, what they do, and all the work to get it ready for us to play the rest of the year. So thanks to them.
2: Uh, And uh, thank you to Colin Burnt, my man over at... um, the Dean team of Kirkwood, 314 966 303 Colin will take care of all of your car buying needs. He took care of Pearlie just a couple weeks sure ago. Did. Got it. you a new ride. Yeah, thanks, Colin. All right, we're going right to Brad Thompson, World Series champ, um, with the St. Louis Cardinals, big leaguer, and really cool dude.
0: And another Cardinal draft choice makes it to the major leagues. We're gonna see the major league debut. A 23-year-old right-hander, Brad Thompson, just called up. He's a baby-faced 23-year-old. He got him. Ojeda doesn't like the call, and Brad Thompson gets his first big league strikeout. For the first time since 1982, St. Louis has a World Series winner.
1: Brad Thompson is brought to you by Golden Tee.
2: What's it like as a young guy? you always wanted to play in the bigs and then you get drafted by an organization like the Cardinals
4: you know the, the funny thing is and I'll take you a long way to to answer the question i i think a lot of times you hear about major league baseball players right and their story of of uh coming up and, and through you know through youth league through high school maybe getting drafted out of high school maybe it ends up being out of uh Whatever division one that they, they wanted to go to, my path is nothing like that. Uh, to from from getting you know to getting drafted to getting to the minor leagues to the big leagues. I always joke around when I get the opportunity to talk to kids. If I'm doing a camp or if I'm just doing some individual lessons, I always tell kids, "Look, you don't you don't have to be the best player on the team." you just got to want it more and you got to love what you're doing and you got to enjoy it. You got to put in the work because I'll tell you this right now. I have never been the best player on any team that I ever played on ever. And I'm not talking about when I got called up to the Cardinals and you got Pujols and Roland and and Jim Edmonds and Matt Morris. And I'm not talking about that team. I'm talking about little league where you got Tommy and Timmy who eats his boogers. Like I was never the best team, (laughs) uh, best player on those teams, you know? So to be able to, go to high school. I didn't even pitch in high school. I pitched like five innings my senior year. I played third base. I was a crappy hitter. Uh, but I got the opportunity in uh, my senior year of high school in Legion ball, American Legion. So summer ball, I got a chance to go play and pitch. And uh, I had a coach who said, he was like, Hey man, you've always had a good arm. I know you didn't get the opportunity to pitch much in high school. We're going to throw you and uh, add another wrinkle. You drop down sidearm all the time, anyhow, when you're making throws in the infield. What if we just drop you sidearm on the mound? Maybe we'll get a team to see you, and, and who knows, maybe get a chance to play some college baseball. So, lo and behold, I start slinging it sidearm, and uh, I'm throwing the ball well. We play in a tournament in St. George, Utah, and uh, there's a school there. It's Dixie State College uh, was a juco at the time, a Division One now. The coach saw me. And uh, a couple of months later, I get a phone call right before school was going to start. I was going to walk on at the Community College of Southern Nevada, uh, famously where Bryce Harper uh, ended up going to school. I was going to try to walk on there, but I get a call right before school. That said, "Hey, we had a kid dropped out of a scholarship to uh, Oklahoma or to go to Oklahoma State. Would you be interested in coming?" And I said, "Hell yes, I'd be interested in coming there and actually not having to walk on a team." So. I went to Dixie State College, Jay, and uh, it, uh, I know it's not a school that probably resonates with a ton of people, but they gave me a chance. They gave me a chance to go there. I pitched out of the pen the first year. I got my first college start at the Junior College World Series in Grand Junction, Colorado, which was an unbelievable experience. And then the next year, scouts started showing up to games and mainly showed up to see our shortstop, who got drafted in the third round by the Cardinals, but I got seen it as well. So it was kind of a long route to get drafted. And the fact that it was the Cardinals growing up in Las Vegas, Jay, I didn't have the same connection to the Cardinals, obviously, that you did. I watched uh, I watched games on WGN, so I'd see the Cubs. The Braves would be on on TBS, so I would see those. So I didn't have the connection, so I didn't get to feel that until 2003. I actually showed up to spring training. But it is unbelievable. Like, I feel like. Things happen for a reason, right? Like things uh, – everything kind of falls in place for you the way it's supposed to be. I'm just so blessed to kind of be a part of this Cardinal family. Now, I didn't know at the time when I got drafted in the 16th round by the Cardinals what this family was going to be like, uh, but it's unbelievable.
2: Brad, what, what's what's so impressive, and I still want to talk about this – your, your playing career, but you've made such a great transition from the field – to the booth, you're, you, you, you're on the fast lane at uh, 101 ESPN here, and it's one of the top-ranked uh, afternoon drive shows, and it, it's it's absolutely a fun listen. You guys, Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalt, are two great dudes as well, and it's just really fun. And then your Fox uh, Sports um, Midwest broadcasting career, I love listening to you and Danny Mack when you guys get together. There's something about the way that you're able to tell us what happened or what's going on? It gives great insight into the game.
4: Well, I appreciate it, man. I, I got to tell you, I never thought, Jay, that this was going to be my life. A uh, full disclosure, Jay, I thought I was going to pitch well enough that I'd never have to work again in my life. I, I just figured, uh, that I'd make to the big leagues, I'd make bajillions of dollars, and we'd be good to go. I'd be out golfing with you every <laughs> single day. Like that—that right was, on. That was the, the the goal of things. Uh, but. Uh, I, I was so fortunate to be able to get into this. And, and honestly, the only reason that I had the opportunity to get into broadcasting at all uh, is because uh, of my good friend, uh, the late Chris Duncan. Duncan is the one that got me in the door. It was during the off season. I was trying to come back from Tommy John. I was pitching an independent ball. And Duncan, I, I didn't know it at the time, but he was uh, starting to go through some of his issues and for a lot of your listeners that don't know Chris Duncan former Cardinal uh, outfielder uh, one of the huge reasons we ended up winning the World Series in 2006 and he made the transition uh, to to radio and, and Fox Sports as well and Dunk Dunk would have been doing all these things that I'm doing right now tenfold uh, had he not uh, you know passed away brain tumor uh, but Dunk is, is the guy that they've Got my foot in the door. Uh, he said, "Hey, if you need somebody to fill in for a little bit, Brad Thompson's in town. I think he'd be really good at this." So I went in during an off season. I got a chance, and that part of it, you know, that part of it was great. I got into uh, with uh, it was Randy Carricker and Demarco Farr uh, from the Rams a- at the time, and it was uh, a great opportunity. And it's kind of grown uh, into this, and I've been able to kind of grow into myself, uh, you know, on the air, showing more personality, having more fun, and when it comes to the relatable aspect of it, and I appreciate you saying that when it comes to, like, Cardinal games. Dude, I've been through the struggles. I've had the successes. You can look at the back of my baseball card and know I can relate to a pitcher that's having a tough day. And uh, and we can all relate to what it feels like when you have a great success in your life. I think one of the main things that I try to do when, I, when I'm when i specifically in the booth doing things Uh, and and calling games alongside Dan McLaughlin, who's ridiculously talented is I just try to remember how hard it is when you're out there because it's easy to watch the game at home and say, how did you not hit that? Or a pitch where he's like, why would you hang that slider? And then you think to yourself, Hey, you idiot. How many sliders did you hang in your career? Uh, it, It ain't that easy. So I try to just keep, keep that in mind while I'm going out there because this game is hard. Baseball is incredibly difficult. They say hitting a baseball is uh, arguably the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Some guys that hit against me would disagree, but I, I still think it's a very, very difficult thing, and I try to remind myself of that all the time.
2: Oh, my gosh, Brad. It's such a gift to be able to – you know, there's a, there's been quite a few of you guys that played at the big leagues and have this sort kind of experience, but it's a real gift to to be able to explain it the way you do and be, go, oh, Okay. I can kind of relate to that sort of thing, so so. But let's go back to the Tennessee Smokies. You broke a ninety-seven-year-old record with fifty-seven scoreless innings. I I I mean, you were too short of the of the all-time baseball record set by Hershiser. You know, with the Dodgers. Talk to us a little bit about what that was like. But it, did you have it on autopilot? Did I mean, were you thinking about it for for someone like me? That would have been on my mind a lot while I was going through it.
4: Yeah, well, I started thinking about it uh, closer to the end, right? As We were getting there, and it was starting to gain a little national traction. But this was, again, one of those things in my career, and it's just been a happenstance of, like, being very fortunate, being ready for an opportunity that shows up. But I wasn't even supposed to be on that team. I think that we had an injury late in spring training, and I was the last guy to make the roster, Uh, for the Tennessee Smokies uh, out out there in in Knoxville. I was the last guy to make it, you know, right at the end, say, hey, you're not going to Palm Beach. Actually, you're going to be going to Knoxville. It's like the last day of of spring training. So I jump on, and uh, it's a streak that almost ended before it began. I remember my first game I got the pitch in. uh, I believe it was out of relief against the Chattanooga Lookouts, and I had the bases loaded, somehow got out of a jam, and then got plugged into the rotation, and just rolled from there. It it was unreal and the the funny part was, Jay, we we've been around each other a few times. Would you agree that I probably don't look like the most scary menacing individual in the world?
2: <laughs> you're not you're not the tallest biggest guy. No, you're not.
4: Right, right. And that's fair. That is fair. So when I, when I would start showing up at ballparks and facing the opposition, remember the media is not like it is today where you just pull up anybody and and see, you know, see who they are. Know everything about them. I would show up the ballparks in the opposite is like, dude, where's this monster that's getting everybody out? Like, that's got a zero ERA, and he's seven and zero. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's me. That's, uh, I'm your I'm your guy. But nothing really changed for me. It was all sinkers. I so that was my thing. Just two seam fastballs down in the zone, pitch to contact, not a bunch of, of strikeouts, sinker slider, and was just aggressive. And it was a, a magical run in Double A which uh, they talked about the pressure at the end of it. I still never forget. On the day that I was set to break the record, there were, there were news crews there in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, they, they were doing a promotion at the ballpark with Krispy Kreme donuts, which uh, I'll get into in a minute, but I'm supposed to have Krispy Kreme donuts for life, and they have never paid off on that. Uh, but everybody in the ballpark got a free donut for all the zeros that I've been throwing up uh, when, when they came into the game. And I walk in after doing some arm treatment before I was about to go out to the field, and all the guys are in the clubhouse around the big screen TV watching the like the live newscast outside of, of the event, and they see me walk in, and everybody scrambles and shut off the TV and act like uh, act like it's just a normal day, and uh, it, it was it was hilarious. And, and then after the fact, I end up setting a record, uh, and then quickly as quickly as it started, right, it went away. It was a base hit double the streak is over like that's how quickly it can happen pretty easy to give up a run in this game but I remember talking to Chris Duncan afterwards and Dunk said dude I had no idea that it was it wasn't just earned runs it was any runs because Dunk famously wasn't the best fielder in the world so that's God he didn't know that that he couldn't uh he would make an error uh during during this time or we'd have been out of luck but there's a lot of guys during that uh, in, uh, in 2004, Jay, that I owe some steak dinners to. I remember one play specifically, a Cardinal fan favorite, Skip Schumacher. He comes in, makes a diving play in center field, and then guns a the guy trying to tag up uh, from third base to home. We had people trying to squeeze Bunt in the second inning to <laughs> get a, a runoff. Man, it, it was awesome. It was so fun. It was one of those times I didn't have that many times in my career where I felt like I was like the king of the hill. But when you get out there, if you, when you look back at, at the scoreboard, you see your 7-0 and with a zero ERA. I mean, I felt like I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I, I'm, I was going after everybody, and it was unbelievable. And honestly, had that not happened, had I not set that record, I wasn't going to be uh, – I, I wasn't on the radar with the Cardinals. Nobody was looking at my stuff and saying, "Oh, look at this prospect coming up. I was a 16-round draft pick. I didn't make uh, you know much money at all out of the draft. Even before I showed up to my first spring training, I, I blew out my back and had back surgery. So the expectations were not incredibly high. So had that not happened, had not everything not fallen in place for me at AA, I would have never been in the position the following year to end up just getting called up to the big league.
2: You know, BT, it's just, uh, oh my gosh, these stories are just terrific. I can remember my dad playing down in Durham and he wound up hitting a home run that hit the bull and he actually did get a steak dinner out of that. And um, I, I, uh, awesome. you know, you hear those stories, and it's so fun to see what the uh, minor leagues do to get kind of people interested in the game, and and uh, it's really funny. So, so, Bud, you come to the Cardinals. I, I had the pleasure of playing with Tommy John in the AT and T Pro Am, and he was just a great guy, and I was at, peppering him with baseball questions and 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 things like that, and. Um, we were in the same foursome together, but he wasn't my partner. And he and his partner started doing really well. And I saw this huge change in him, Brad, where as he started creeping up the leaderboard, all of a sudden his game just went south. His golf game went south. And we were having lunch after this round. And, I mean, he he got to the point where he couldn't make a two-foot putt. He got that, you know, upset and that nervous. And I said, man, Tommy, you're getting out professional hitters at 82 miles an hour, and you're tricking him and keeping him off balance and stuff. And I said, what happened out there today? And he said, man, this is just not my arena. You know, give me a ball. Let me, you know, change speeds, get them, you know, down and in, up and away, Do keep people off balance. That's what I do. This just made me so uncomfortable. But talk a little bit about the mental toughness that it takes to pitch for uh, in the big leagues.
4: Well, it's uh, it's incredibly difficult. Look, uh, and I think that this is something that resonates with any of your listeners, that no matter what you do for a living. When you're succeeding, things are great, and, and whatever you're doing, it, it's going well. Whatever you do for, at work, when you're doing good, you're doing good, and you're feeling the flow, and, and you're working it. But when you're having down times, like that's where it really gets to you. So I mentioned in uh, you know in Double in A, feeling like I'm ten feet tall and, and bulletproof. I had times in the big league standing on the mound where I felt like I was a couple of inches high trying to get out of monsters. Like, that's how quickly things can change. And the, the hard part, and the ones that are, are so successful for the longest time, certainly there's God-given abilities, and they work their tails off to be able to get there. But mentally, they've got it more dialed in than a lot of the other guys. So focusing on, on that aspect of it the the focusing on it and you know this from from your career of uh, the focusing on what you can control and not all the other noise it's it's difficult to do and you got to be able to tone stuff out but I, I will say this part of it when you when you're on the mound generally you don't hear the thousands of people you don't hear the noise whether it's the cheers at home or it's the, the booze on the road which uh, I, I got a couple of those. I had a fun story <laughs> where I hit Prince Fielder on the road, and and I ended up getting a couple of boos uh, in that one. But it's uh, it's kind of a white noise, and you do get locked in. I don't know how many uh, you know of your listeners have seen that uh, that that game uh, movie for the love of the game, where yeah. where Kevin Costner Costner harnesses the mechanism. You know, I think is what he called it. But that's kind of what it is. It, it's laser focus. And if you allow yourself to drift at all, if your laser focus just isn't there for an inning or a hell a pitch, if it's not there, well they're going to make you pay for it. The guys that that do this at the highest level, these hitters are so ridiculously talented. There's no time for room, you know, or no room for time off. So it's uh, it's a mental grind for sure. Like everything else, when things are going well, it's easy, but when things are going bad. Dude, it's tough. I'll tell you this. Once I retired from baseball, and I loved it, I loved playing so much. Uh, I, I missed the competition. I missed my friends. I missed the camaraderie. I sleep better. I say that, Jay. <laughs> I sleep a lot better than I did before because I'm just not anxious of, like, that next day and, and that, that next matchup.
2: Okay, that's going to wrap up the front nine, but don't go anywhere. We're going to finish this Brad Thompson interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
4: Hey, everybody. It's Vince Gill. You're listening to Golfing with Jay Delsky.
2: If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. one 341 9255 is their number. They have been bus- in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve.
0: Hey, it's me. and you've been spending a lot of time in your home. I get it. I have too. That's what this pandemic has done to us. And with that time at home, if you've been thinking about upgrading your home, maybe a pool, Wilson Pools Plus, those are the people to call. Jay did it. He was recommended by Bernie Federko, and trust me, you will love it. Wilson Pools Plus, not only do they build pools, but they can also completely service the existing pool that you may have, or they can refurbish your deck and patio areas. They can install a new cover, a new heater. You name it, Wilson Pools Plus Plus can handle it you can reach them now 314-421-1301 or on the metro east call 618-632-2386 or you can also find them online at wilsonpoolsplus.com
2: hey this is my buddy joe schieser and he's with usa mortgage good morning jay how you doing today great joe thanks so much for the support oh we really enjoy it thank you we look forward to the show every sunday morning we love all the information and all the great tips and we all sit around the uh Radio on in the morning. <laughs> I'd love to listen to your it's show. Like the good old days. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I
4: get the wife and the kids and the dog, and we wait for <laughs> Whack and Chase to come on. It's our favorite part of the
5: show. Which one are you? Are you Whack or Chase?
2: Oh no, I'm Whack because I'll whack? hit it, and then because Pearlie's also a caddy, he's got to go chase it. which He's, he's the chaser. He's, yeah, he's got the worst end of the stick.
0: Though. <laughs> well, we really enjoy it, and thank you so much for having us on the show. Don't miss the hottest rookie class in PGA Tour Champions history. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club, September 6th through the 12th. Join legends Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin to celebrate the PGA Tour Champions' newest event. Professional golf returning to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, pro-am foursomes on sale now. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tee to your home.
1: Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing
0: experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit
1: home.goldentea.com to learn more.
0: We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsey.
1: The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance.
2: Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perlius with me, and we're headed to the Back Nine that is brought to you by the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. 314-398-0101. Ed Fogelbach is a great guy. He's got three of his kids working at the agency with him. If you have any sort of insurance needs for your company, for your family, uh, anything, give Ed a call at 314 314- 3980101. All right, let's get back to the the second half of the Brad Thompson interview.
5: Brad pitched his team to a victory but not before giving up an absolute bomb.
4: Oh, yeah, we had a great time. So everybody had a great time. Uh, I Anybody following my career knows I can do a couple things. I can get some ground balls, got some of those, and I can give up some home runs, and I did one of those. So congratulations to Skip here, who was the player of the game, hit a 326-foot home run. Thank you. I'm surprised they found the ball, because I there's no way that was 326. But if all people hit off of, Brad Thompson, my number one. I don't remember my home runs. I hit so many of them in the major leagues. This one I'll never forget, ever.
1: Brad Thompson is brought to you by Golden Tee.
2: You know something, BT, what's really cool? When you get to the big league level, those professional hitters don't miss your mistakes at all. It's just, it's it's unbelievable how I watch a pitch that's just a little bit off, and these guys punish the ball. And um, the similarities, but is it, I could play a round of golf, and I could be five, six under par, going to 18, and make some sort of uncommitted swing, and I can completely undo the round by where I hit this ball. I can hit it in a spot where it's going to take me four to get out, you know, and rack up a double bogey or something, and it's the same thing with you guys on the mound, right? You know, one pitch can oh, it is for sure.: Destroy the whole thing.
4: Yeah, for sure. Like, when you were talking about that, right, the one uncommitted swing, I think about the inning where you're facing, and just, you know, here's an example of guys that were there when I was playing. The Brewers, right? You have Ryan Braun, and you have Prince Fielder. If you're playing against the Phillies, it was Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard. Like, if you navigate through those guys and you get through there, you gotta execute some pitches. I mean, you got to focus, right? But the biggest mistake that you could possibly do when you get through the meat of a lineup is taking that deep breath and say, "Woo-ha!" Now it's smooth sailing. Then all of a sudden, smooth sailing is you backing up bases and you end up uh, you end up in a hole because you weren't fully concentrated. you You were uncommitted for uh, a couple of pitches. And that's all it takes, you know. Is that that small period of time where your focus isn't exactly where it should be that makes all the difference in the world. Uh,
2: Brad, I so so agree. What's the what was the toughest thing about playing in the bigs? And uh, talk us tell, tell us a little bit about the mental side, which we talked about, but then talk about the physical side too, because the human arm, you're a right hander, the human shoulder, the elbow. You know, Michael is going through problems. You see it every year. It's not meant to do what you guys do to it.
4: No, it's not. And the the maddening thing when it comes to arm health and arm strength is, you can have a pitcher that has perfect mechanics and everything that he does is to a T. And every doctor will say that's how you should throw. That's the guy you should emulate. And then that guy has Tommy John because that's how it is. You can have some other guy that has a funky mechanics and he puts a lot of stress on his arm, but uh, God made him differently and he's good to go. But the, the physical aspect, the toll that it ends up taking it's uh, it's a difficult one certainly for guys too that get uh, called upon every day. I, I remember watching, uh, and, and this is a teammate, one of my favorites ever, and I have such a profound respect for Jason Isringhausen, uh, especially later in his career.
5: That dude was
4: so banged up; uh, he had the bad hips, the I mean, everything. I mean, he, he hurt walking to uh, to the mound to start throwing. But he would, uh, you know, be able to overcome and, and uh, you know, work out all these kinks just to get out there and answer the bell. The guys that answer the bell every day, to me, are so incredible uh, that that they're able to do that because it's you're asked to do a lot. So that part of it is is definitely there, and it goes into, it, uh, I'm sure, a lot like your career, right? What work do you put in? beforehand. because You can't just roll out of bed and play an entire, you know, PGA tour season. You can't just roll out of bed and play a major league baseball season. You better be working to make sure you're ready throughout the entire time. And from a physical aspect, that's something I learned. Like I, I worked hard in the off seasons cause I had to, like I, I knew that, that I needed that little extra. I didn't have all the abilities that jump off the page, but you always think you work hard until you see somebody that works hard. And I like I remember watching in between starts because my hard work a lot of times was during the during the off season. That's where I'd really pound it. During the season, it would kind of be maintenance. I watched Chris Carpenter when I got uh, called up in '05. He ended up winning the Cy Young. I watched that dude work in between starts and said I uh, said to myself, "I need to make some changes. Like I want to do what he's doing. I want to to be the the guy that is here. You know and our roles were different. Certainly my, my, our talent levels were different, but drive and work ethic. You can be, you know, on the same page. I watched him work and said, I want to do the things that he's doing. And uh, I, so I, I learned a lot about watching other people's people work and, and what I needed to do for myself from the physical side of it. And on the mental side, like you said, we, we hit on it a little bit, but it's, it's one of those things where you can be your own worst enemy at times, or, or you can be your, your own best advocate. and, the key is to keep that balance. The key is to, if you have a bad day, know that the next one's going to be great. And if you have a great day, know that the next one could go awry if you don't do the right things. And it's, again, it's one of those things that happens in life. We get the ups and downs, but you can't ride them. And that was one of the hardest things in my career. Physically, yes, it was difficult. Mentally, though, that's what got to me. I end up having times and in my career. I've had the ups and downs on the field, certainly, but I had them in transactions as well. It would be, you know, two weeks in the big leagues, a week in the minor leagues, two weeks in the big leagues, a week in the minor leagues, and that can wear you out mentally, but you can't let it. Like, you you have to continue to to keep fighting, to keep battling, because the shelf life is short. And as soon as you let any of that stuff take over, as soon as I get sent down to AAA, and this is a lesson that I learned quickly, because the first time I got sent down, I was down in the dumps about it. Uh, But as soon as you let that happen to yourself, Well, people are going to pass you by. Like, you got a small time to to make a big mark, and mentally, you have to be ready for that.
2: This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and I'm visiting with World Series champion uh, Brad Thompson. You know, Brad, it's so interesting because the guys on the PGA Tour just love to watch you beat yourself up, love to watch you get really pissed off, love to watch one bogey lead to two, three, four more bogeys because. They don't have to worry about you then. And when I watched Tiger play, and I didn't get to watch Jack at, knowing what I know now, you know, like I do with Tiger. And, and watching what these guys could do, I just marvel at it. Who was the best? Who was the strongest mentally uh, in, in the MLB that you played with?
4: well the my first thing goes to the same guy that I mentioned earlier when I watched him work uh, is Chris Carpenter. That's the first guy that I think of from a pitching standpoint who was just mentally uh, above everybody else. And the preparation was there, as I mentioned, the physical preparation. the preparation when it's digging into video and tendencies and having a game plan, that part of it was there. But he was just. I'm trying to find the right. way. He was damn mean on a game day, but it was mean, it was mean and focused. Like even as a teammate, uh, and members of the media knew it. Like if it was game day and Carp was pitching, don't even look at him. Like just make sure you just you could be walking in the same direction he's coming at you. Just feel your eyes a little bit because uh, the man on a mission is coming through. And you would see that through the entire game and every single pitch. That intensity was there. The intent was there all the time. and you referenced, you know, the one swing that gets away and then all of a sudden your game gets away. He never let that happen. Like, he was so dialed in on every single pitch. And, uh, again, just a, a guy, he, I didn't have to talk to him to learn. Like, I just learned by watching him go about his business. Incredibly uh, mentally tough. And then it'd be, you know, remiss to not bring up Yadier Molina when when you watch that guy. 18th year, dude. Still Still doing it. In his 18th year, and you want to talk about a guy that can compartmentalize his game, right? The beginning of his career, Tony La Russa basically told him, "Hey, I don't even care if you bring a bat up there with you to hit; just catch, and just uh, just make sure you call great games." Well, he's always thinking steps and steps ahead, and I know a lot of your listeners saw over the uh, over the weekend where he had the back pick on the uh, uh, on the pinch runner for the Astros, ended up trying to steal, but just a cat-and-mouse game. The guy is so ridiculously talented but so mentally locked in. There are no lapses. There is no downtime. There is no, hey, let me just go back here for an inning and I'll pass and I'm going to worry about my at-bats. That guy is just so dialed in all the time, and I love it. I hope he never retires. I hope we talk about every offseason for at least the next five years of, I don't know if Yachty's coming back, and then he ends up coming back again.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I, the, and the dude is tough as nails. I mean, from a physical ans, uh, aspect, that, that position is so demanding, and you're just getting – he has he taken so many foul balls off of body parts that should never be hit with a baseball, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, come on
4: yeah, you'd see him like you notice the ones if you're watching on TV or if you're at Bush Stadium and you see a game, like you could tell like, ooh, that one ended up getting him. Well, for everyone that you can tell got him, there were probably fifteen others that ended up nicking some sort of a body part. I mean, you look at him after a game and look halfway through the season, near the end of the season, he's one big walking bruise and one big ice pack, right? But he's going to do everything to make sure that he's in in every game. and, that's that's a cool part, too, because you'd watch him. He wants to catch the day game after a night game. He wants to catch both ends of a doubleheader. Hell, we saw him in spring training uh, early already this year, catching in the seventh inning of a ball game because, you know, he wanted to get another at-bat and wanted to work with some different guys. They don't build them like that. Like, they don't. Like I think that a lot of guys are very happy to, all right, well, I'm going to go in. I'm going to put in my work oh, you're right, I probably could use a couple of off days here and there. Maybe that's going to be better for me in the future. And certainly there's some validity to downtime of being at your best at the end of the year. Yachty's just not wired like that. He wants to be out there and he wants to impact every single game. And the beauty of it is he impacts every game. He can go 0 for 4 with four punch outs, but he's still navigating a young pitching staff or even a veteran pitching staff from start to finish. Like, everything is thought out. I have such a profound respect for that guy, the way that he goes about it, and what he has meant for this organization. And I don't know if you did the same thing that I did during the offseason, but I let myself start picturing him in other uniforms, and it was disgusting. I it hate
2: killed it. me. It killed me. I'm like, this can't happen. I know. No, this can't happen. I'm so glad it didn't. Uh, Brad, did you guys get to play much golf on the, on the road? I know that uh, most of the position players don't play anymore, but a lot of the pitchers – Uh, I know Greg uh, Maddox was uh, notorious at playing, you know, almost three days a week.
4: Yeah, Jay, uh, unfortunately for me, I was always the guy that was clinging to my major league life. So I I never really had a chance to go off as much as I would like to. I was kind of in and out of the rotation. We'd play here and there. Spring training, we'd play more. We also would do every year uh, when, when I was in the bullpen. Uh, we would do a bullpen golf trip, so we'd pick a day where we, we had an off day on the road, and we would all dress up like idiots, like everybody's wearing, you, you better at least have knickers or something, wearing the hats, doing it up, and just making a mockery of an entire golf course, but trying hard, but I never got the opportunity to play as much as I wanted, and I got to tell you, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you know this. When you don't play a lot of golf, it is very difficult uh, to be good at it, Jay.
2: It's it's. My dad always told me the hardest thing ever was trying to hit a you know a round ball with a round bat, like you know a, a, a baseball moving 100 miles an hour and all over the place. And then and then he started playing golf. <laughs> and I said, Dad, he's like, well, this ball's still, so it's got to be easier. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, we're not even going to have this conversation.
4: You would think so. The, the funny thing is, uh, so my son, my son is, uh, he'll be eight in May. And just last week, uh, we am trying to get him, you know, doing more stuff. He plays some baseball, plays some soccer. But I wanted him to start playing a little golf. Well, like, we'll we'll hit balls around in the backyard, and just kind of chip stuff around here and there. But had him go to his first lesson uh, last week. And when he got home, I, I said, hey, buddy, like, show me some of the stuff that you learned. And he was showing me, like, you know, just different grip, hand position on, on uh, the golf club. And the following day, we went out in the backyard, same stuff, working on it. And he was showing me his grip, his swing. And you, uh, I'll be damned. I held the club like he showed me, like my 7-year-old my <laughs> son showed me. And I'm hitting the ball straight, dude. And it's like everything feels good. I'm not slicing it. My hand's on top. I felt powerful. You guys are amazing. And it's this small, tiny adjustment, right? Like the little thing that can be different. And that's where pitching and golf align so much is because if I'm throwing a slider and my finger is just barely on the side of that thing instead of on top of it, I'm getting the spin, the horizontal spin instead of the vertical drop, right? That's the difference between a double and a swing and miss. For you, if you, you, you know, this club face doesn't come through clean and you're trying to hit it, you know, it opens up a little bit and all of a sudden you end up uh, you know, shanking the ball, it's, it's so slight, it's so subtle uh, I think that there's so many similarities there, and I'm pumped up. My son's got another golf lesson today, and I can't wait to learn something myself.
2: <laughs> okay, so that's going to do it for the back nine, Pearl. I just love some of those baseball stories. It reminds me so much of my dad. This this guy is such. There's so much to learn from him and about what he said. I can't wait to break this down with you.
3: I agree. I agree. Looking forward to it.
2: All right, that'll that, and we'll do that on the back nine. Yep. Nope, we'll do that on the 19th hole. 19th hole. Yeah, let's yeah. try it there. This is golf for Jay Delsing. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? Uh, Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, Golf, right, Here, let me start it. <laughs> Many of us have had or know someone that has had COVID and continue to have lingering symptoms such as fatigue, headache, low stamina, short term memory loss, and vertigo or concentration is- issues. SSM Health Physical Therapy has specially trained physical therapists to evaluate the lingering effects of this virus. They will give one-on-one care to help get their patients back to their pre-COVID lifestyles. SSM Health Physical Therapists will give you a personalized, evidence-based program to help get your life back. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion.
1: Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In St. Louis or St. Charles County, contact Brian Probst at AAA Home Services. The phone number is 636-299-3871. Marconi Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: I know you've heard me talk about Whitmore Country Club. I want to thank them for supporting the show again for the third year and tell you things are going great for them. There's 90 holes of golf when you join at the Whit- at Whitmore Country Club. The membership provides you access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. Cart fees are included. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. 24-hour fitness center is fantastic. There's two large pool complexes uh, and three tennis courts. Stop in the golf shop and you got to see my buddy Bummer. He is an absolute great guy that would love to help you with your game and love to show you around um, the uh, facility. He and his staff uh, run golf leagues, skins, games, members' tournaments, couples' events. There's live music, there's uh, uh, great dining opportunities out there, outside, inside, anything you and your family need, golf wise, fun wise. Visit WhitmoreGolf.com
0: or call them at 636-926-9622. Professional golf returns to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club September 6th through the 12th. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, and pro-am foursomes are on sale now. All proceeds go to North St. Louis County Charities. Visit AscensionCharityClassic.com or call 314-938-2828. PGA Tour Golf is back in the loo. The Ascension Charity Classic.
5: Have you met your local farmers insurance agent Ed Fogelbach? He proudly serves St. Louis area families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies and provide a no obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314 398 0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency with farmers insurance at 314 398
0: 0101. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
2: I want to tell you about Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. My friend Colin Burnt runs the store over there, and he helped me buy a used Volkswagen for my daughter, Jo, when she turned 16. We've had the car for over a year, it's running great, it's nice and safe, and we've taken it there to get it serviced just recently. Burley, that does the show with me, just bought a nice Toyota truck from Collins. So I want you to know that if there's any sort of vehicle you need, anything at all, you can get it at the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. You can call them at 314-966-0303 or visit them at deanteamvwkirkwood.com.
4: Grab your
0: friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra.
2: Hey, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie is with me. And we are on the 19th hole brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Oh, man. Nothing better than we'll have a little ultra right now, Pearl. And we'll talk a little uh, the Brad Thompson interview. Perfect. Perfect. What's the biggest thing that stuck out in your mind from 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 that chat we had?
3: There's a lot, but it's a couple of the scenarios that were so like your career his going back to double-A, triple-A a couple times, you going back to tour school, him knowing he had to keep improving just to maintain. How many times have we talked about how much you improved just to be able to stay out there? Not to necessarily leap up, but there's just that improvement. I thought that was great. I think his general attitude, like yours as well, I just thought there was a lot of similarities between uh the past you guys took in two different sports
2: yeah it's interesting you know he said i was never the best player on any team i played mm-hmm. in little league anything uh was just uh but that was said that
3: really struck me because you know we were brought up to go well if you're not the superstar if you're not this and if you don't accomplish this or let's say you just love it and you want to keep on going and you don't know when you're going to mature or when that opportunity is going to present itself and by the way when it does do something about it.
2: Yeah, he sees the hell out of it. Yep. He started. He said he dropped down a little bit sidearm and all of a sudden nobody could hit him and hell he throws 57 scoreless innings and, and double A ball for the for the Tennessee Smokies, I mean, are you kidding me? I love the name of these minor league oh, teams. Oh, I know they're all fantastic. All I could be thinking
3: was Wild Sing, Bull Durham. Oh, yeah. all the movies oh, that yeah. you know
2: come out there because you know that's the way these guys lived. Well, I brought up the Bull Durham interview because Dad, my Dad, actually hit the bowl down there, and he said they bought him a mistake at, <laughs> at the at the at the restaurant. By that the night. way, of sports
3: movies, you know, Caddyshack. You know, there's yeah. a couple good ones in yeah. golf, but there are a couple good ones. There's a couple good football ones that are so so. Yep. The baseball ones. I think, are the best oh, of yeah. the sports movies, just because of all the characters and all the stories they've got. The
2: Field of Dreams oh, was is the best. Fantastic. And then the... Um, well, the Bull Durham with Susan Sarandon and, oh, and yeah.
3: breathing through your eyelids. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did get a whole and, lot and, better and than and that. The
2: rose, go, the rose goes in the front, cowboy. <laughs> 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 just, just fantastic. And I will say this. I don't know about the other athletes, but... Baseball players, from what I know, are crazy superstitious. Jay, they have so much time on their hands. I I, I mean,
3: think about what's going on there. You're out playing golf. We're practicing for an hour or so before you play. You're warming up before that. We have eight, nine-hour days. These guys, even if they're playing, they're not doing a heck of a lot necessarily. If you're a catcher, yes. If you're a pitcher, yes. But, I mean, the rest of the guys are kind of like... Maybe a ball comes to me this game. Maybe it doesn't. Right. I guess i got to stand up there and bat maybe every couple, two, three, or
2: four innings. You there, be- there's
3: a lot of time for those guys to be thinking, and they're thinking oh, crazy stuff out oh there. Oh, my
2: gosh. It, it, it is so true. I can remember – um, some of the rituals that you'll see, watch these guys come to the home plate and they're like tap, 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 tap. I'll be like oh my gosh, I forgot to tap. Hang on time out. I got to do this over. Well I was in Detroit when it was Mark the Bird Fidrich. Oh yeah.
3: Him doing all those antics and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And Yeah, there's there's so many characters
2: through the years. I can remember because my family is superstitious. My sister Moochie, when Taylor was playing in the MLS, she would only eat pork that day and do all this and And, and I was like oh my gosh. When I was playing I had all this stuff... He on me and I'm like, I have to have a nickel in this pocket. I have And then finally I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't even remember what, what I'm th- supposed th- to which do. Which sister was
3: the one that put the names in a jar and froze it in the freezer to oh, keep...
2: Mo. Oh, yeah, Moo did that. Oh, yeah. If, she, if you pissed her off, she put she put your name on a piece of paper and slapped it in the freezer. I'm not sure was what I that did. In there? I there? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no. Good. No, good. No, not that I know, I know I had a Not couple that you know of, I had a couple <laughs> of lean years. I was just wondering, was that where I was? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh, but we had all these Um, you know, mark your ball heads up, mark your ball tails up. I'm like, I'm not making any putts. Going to just mark my ball and, you know, stand a coin on its edge? But Uh, sports
3: in general can do that to you, whether it's golf or baseball or anything else. Okay, what was your favorite part of this interview? Again, I I think I'm saying this a lot these days because I think you're killing it. But uh, great interview, and, and what a fun guy to talk to. I
2: loved what he what he circled back about his his young son, yeah. and he's giving his son golf lessons, and his son comes back and gives dad a couple <laughs> pointers like, Dad, you don't put your hands on the club right. And Brad's like, I put my hands on there right, I'm striping it right down, you know, right in the backyard with my son. Well, it's just, it goes better when you do it right. I, yeah. I know, I know, it's just just terrific. And I've gotten to know Brad a little bit through, you know, the fast lane is such a popular show, and Brad. You know, uh, produces the fast lane. It's the most popular drive uh, show here in St. Louis, and um, so you know we've seen the guys in the studio from time uh, from time to time, and just watching him play and being a fan of his, and never meeting him, and now getting to meet him. It's, it's uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of his. One other fun
3: point on that was when you guys were talking about not losing focus and he said he said he get through the tough part of the lineup and all of a sudden loses focus and somebody just rip it out there man can you relate to golf in that way or what get through a couple tough holes get several under par think you're on a roll and then kind of lose focus and this thing can go and then what happens when you, when you hit one bad one Oops! I'm capable of hitting a bad one. Now all of a sudden, my confidence just went from "I own this thing" to "Where am I? Who am I? And how the hell am I going to finish?"
2: Yeah, no, no doubt, John. And I mean, there were there were times early in my career where I would let that go, and I'd hit it in the water, laying up on a par five or something. Just used to chap me like I would be so pissed off, you know. And it's but it's you don't get that opportunity to let up on that concentration at all, especially on those kind of
3: golf courses. I mean. It's kind of funny now because you're not playing anymore. But the things things (laughs) that that would happen, and it would be things like chipping it out. You know, you'd be a little disappointed because you're in the trees. Be this wide open alley to chip it back in the fairway. And and I hit a tree. You hit a tree and go further
2: than one. I I got. I got to tell that story when we're down in Louisiana. (laughs) I mean, I hit this. I hooked this. I don't know, Pearlie probably gave me a bad yardage or something, but I hooked this ball over left of a green and it rolls down this embankment and somehow hops this little bitty creek. It's only about six eight inches wide and maybe at two inches deep, just yep. enough to cover yep. a ball. And I'll tell you why I know how to cover the ball. So <laughs> we're looking up there, and Pearlie and I—we got to go under this tree, and we got to go this, we got to do that, and and I'm like, I got this, I got this. I get up there, and there's a there's a lip on the curb that's what Pearl? two inches, three inches high. i i I do everything except get it over the lip of the curb it hits that thing goes behind us in this creek that's got to enough enough water in it to cover the damn ball
3: he had eight ironed in for the second shot and we ended on a par four and ended up making an eight and he was very much in the hunt because he had made like 600 to that point he goes like nine under the rest of the tournament and still finishes top five or something like that And, and i'm thinking if we just would have kept that eight-iron from Miller Fairway in play, you would have won this damn thing. <laughs> if I could have
2: just shanked it and put it in a bunker yeah, and made shake, double bogey, I might yeah. have easy. Yeah, easy. man, if someone had told me, I'd have thought about shanking it. But um, Oh, my gosh, why do we have to talk about that stuff? That's Weird. why I have all the gray hair and wrinkles. Damn. Well, that's going to wrap up another show, Pearl. Thanks for being with us. Meat, uh, thank you for taking such great care of us here, and uh, we will see you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit them straight, St. Louis.